saga continues, fellas. The trilogy, part three here of the bowl preview. Um, and these are kind of... The return... Real this is the return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know who's on what side of the force here still. I'm trying to figure that out. But we'll... we'll um, I, I think one thing that we keep wanting, wanting to harp on is... Uh, Oh, Maybe well, you need to take some unders here. Maybe that's the force is, t- is leaning you toward. We'll figure out fourth turn when the sun bowl comes up. <laughs> and that's true. And that'll be coming up here real, real shortly. Uh, second game we talk about it. Here, we got a little Maryland NC State to lead off Friday nooner there on the 30th. In the Duke's Mayo Bowl, you want to avoid. I almost as a coach would not want to win this game because I don't want to get that's a lot. You always want to win, but man, a mayonnaise bath would be one of my worst fears in the world, quite honestly. Could you imagine? (laughs) Oh, God, I can imagine a mayonnaise bath. I remember uh, whenever I graduated law school, uh, Cam Thurman and Johnny West wanted to give me a Gatorade bath right outside of the CAC, the Creative Arts Center, right when I got out of it. But I talked them out of it because my family was there. I would have loved sticky, but still. I could take the sticky, but mayo, though. I mean, uh, no way. Mayo would have been a little bit different. But I mean, with Maryland, Maryland's got a great offense. Hold on, hold on, uh, hold on, CJ. CJ, what are you thinking about the mayonnaise bath here, real quick? Uh, not, 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 not a fan. I would not, not want it. But I mean, if you think about it, it means you won the bowl game. So I guess you got to kind of take it. But uh, would not yeah. be want to do it. I don't know. It's just not on my to do list. But I mean, Mark, you you were getting into earlier there about the Maryland offense. So. What are we thinking? Are we thinking Maryland's able to kind of to score here at Will on Gibby and the boys, or are we not turning I, our back I on the think, Wolfpack? I think Maryland will score enough. I think they'll cover the 46-and-a-half. I like what Loxley's doing right now with the Maryland offense, but I'm a Gibby guy. I've got to go with my guy, Gibby. I'm going over – but I'm seeing NC State to cover. I mean, I'm saying NC State. I mean, period. Right now, I mean, NC State's a one-point favorite here. Yeah, in the NC State. Period. It's a pick'em game. So yeah, it's a pick'em game. NC State. Period. But it'll be over. What are you thinking there, CJ? I mean, you know, the, the match of a quarterback now. Is not what it would have been with with Leary not being there, already transferring, and him getting hurt. Although you know, Tagovailoa has definitely had his ups and downs this season. But I will say, you know, he's had a good year. Yeah, he's had he's had a pretty solid year. But but I will say, I mean, Ben Finley's been pretty good in relief uh, since coming in, and and kind of was much better than I anticipated him being. And and won him a couple close games, beat Wake Forest when they were ranked. You know, they beat Virginia Tech in a slugfest when he got hurt. I mean, really, ever since they lost that game to NC, to, to Syracuse back in mid-October, NC State's kind of turned around their season. 
Yeah, I mean, I can understand why this one is a pick'em game. Um, it does kind of stink that you don't really get the quarterback matchup you thought you were gonna get. Um, yeah, I've been impressed with you know Tampa Bay low what he's done you know this year um, in, in leading this Maryland offense, and this might you know I mean, might, might he... this is gonna lose me some some points with some people, including Mark, but. Gibby's not the, the, the defensive coordinator everybody wants to fondly remember oh, him for. Um, hey, hey, Mark, or CJ, I will say this. So far this year's defense has given up 19.4 points a game, only given up 222 yards a game through the grant, through the air, 102 a game on the, on the ground. Like, they've been very good. They've been very good, very solid. Kept them in some games after they've kind of had to deal with the quarterback situation. You let Grant Wells throw for almost 250 yards. I don't care. Come well, on. Uh, I mean, you, 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 Grant Wells was comfortable through all over you. If you allow that to happen with a guy with Tongue of Iowa's ability, he'll throw for 450. If Roman Hemby has a pretty good game, uh, like kind of the freshman there running back for the Terps, I think that'll be kind of the key. If he's able to run the rock on on that NC State defense, then we've got an opportunity for Maryland to win this game. If not, I think they pin their ears back, and Tagovailoa makes a couple mistakes. Tylea does, and NC State's able to win a close game. That total, though, man, sitting at forty six, I feel like you got to go over in this game. In a bowl game, I feel yeah, like yeah, both yeah. defenses are good, but eh, over. Yeah, in a bowl game, because you're going to have some funky things happen. I mean, offenses are going to do some some things that you haven't seen on tape, um, some trickeration stuff that they've had hidden or been working on. Um, but I, I've actually been a little high on this Maryland team all year. Um, you know, I, I really kind of like some of the things they've done. Um, you know, they outside of the, the Penn State, beat down you know offensively they've been able to put up points and they've been able to to hang in some games so you know to me i think that's that's kind of been the bigger thing for for maryland is they've, they've kind of been able to wait to just to stay in games they find ways to make plays and give nc state credit i mean they, they have found a way even when you know larry went down but i just I, I feel like you this is one of those games where you would like that kind of a presence with your offense um, and Maryland's ability to to be to run the ball um, and then do play action off of it, I think, is going to be the difference. I mean, they True. they've shown a propensity to this, be able to run the ball just about. We'll everybody. say this though, fellas, motivation factors. This game is in Charlotte, so NC State's going to have a nice contingent of Wolfpack Red there. Going to get the weekend started off right. So you're back on the Wolfpack. could be a big difference. This is the kind of game, though, that um, I think might make or break Locksley, though, at Maryland because he's a little bit kind of hanging on the edge. Maryland is still kind of a fringe program that you want, really, the conference that they're in at this point. So you don't have a Ralph Friedgen coming in right now. You don't have bridge. Locks some good offenses. He's had some bad ones. And this season with Tungvalo, I mean, it's been decent. But if he wants to prove himself, and he wants to prove himself 
within the Big Ten. He needs to game. But Gibby is going to throw everything out with his three three five sack and NC State's gonna dominate him. See and and, and see and I don't agree with that on with Maryland. I, I think that he's he he's taken the necessary steps forward. I mean, they went to Michigan, played Michigan extremely tough, played you know Ohio State extremely tough. I mean, outside of the 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 Penn State game, I mean, you look at some of the big boys in that conference, and and they and they battled with them. I mean, they they were a couple plays away from probably from knocking off Michigan and and knocking them essentially maybe even out of out of the playoffs. So I, I think he's got this thing going in the right way. I, I don't necessarily think for what they're thinking up there that if he loses they're they're thinking coaching change. I, I think they like the direction in which he's got this thing going and um you know he, what he's been able to do on the recruiting trail has has is starting to show some fruit. I mean so, I may have I may be looking through it from rose colored glasses because uh, my dad played at New Mexico but I know what Loxley did in New Mexico. It was not good. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of but, but where also I'm going from. A, New Mexico is a pretty tough place to win. Rocky Long seems to be one of the few that's ever done it. Oh, Rocky Long, um, hell, hell uh, great coach. And 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 also say this about this game, fellas: Is it selfish for me <laughs> to want to see Loxley win this game just for the just for the Mayo bath because he doesn't wear a hat. So that's mayonnaise is right on that bald dome of blocks. Oh yeah. Whereas Doran, at least you know, might have a way to kind of shield himself oh, God. a little bit. I mean, I'm just saying, right? Mike Loxley with a mayo bath is somebody's fetish. <laughs> you gotta admit, think about it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and we'll and we'll go and we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Um. But uh, whew. um, now do they do they give you out a a uh, Tony the Tiger cornflake bath at the Sun Bowl now? I hope they do. They're great. I'm more into that bath than, than what Mark's dealing with there with Loxley. Um, yeah, that's that, that's for sure. I think Chip Kelly's going to get that bath, boys. No doubt about it. Of uh, of little frosted flakes because. UCLA, I think, is going to have their way with the Pitt Panthers. Now, is Solvis uh, playing for Pitt, or is he, he already? I'd say down? he's gone. I don't think they're trying to. He's keep already out. Yeah, and, he's already committed somewhere else. One thing I will say about this okay. game: the Bruins are 18th in the country, nine and three. Kind of slid down the stretch. They're, they're six and six against the spread, so I could maybe see Pitt kind of squeezing in here. And like so, lay back for a touchdown, but I think UCLA is going to dominate this game, fellas. Yeah, if Silva's ain't playing, I think UCLA will dominate, and I think it's going to be the over. I think Chip Kelly, he's going to get his offense rolling, and I think Pitt doesn't have the defensive players that can counter what Chip Kelly has on offense with UCLA. So I'm going with the Bruins and the over. They're great. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely running um with with the Bruins here. Um and simply just because if you look at a lot of things going on there there's a lot of dudes here for Pitt that are not going to be playing. Um 
you know, in, including um, the running back, and I'm not even going to attempt that last name, Abazanuka. Well, you did attempt it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, 20 touchdowns. He's pretty good. Charbonnet's pretty good, too. They're great. Yeah, but Izzy's opting out. Obviously, Slovis is out. Um, it, who knows what they're going to do at quarterback? Nick Patty's still battling an injury. Who who knows what's going on there? Um, you know, th- this is a game in which you know the the Panthers are flat out limping into. Uh, for any better way of putting it, um, yeah. What Chip Kelly? How did they have won four in a row though, CJ? Yeah, but I, they were four but, and four, and they've won four in a row. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at the list of guys that have that have opted out of this thing that are already in the portal, I mean, they're missing a ton of guys. John Morgan the third, he's in the portal; he won't play. Nate Temple's injured, won't play. Sam Williams, another edge rusher, portal won't play. You know, Blaine uh, Smith is in the portal; he won't play. Mark you know, Basham's in the portal; he won't play. It's the portal. Who the hell know, knows? <laughs> Brandon Hill and Judson um, Tanner. Tandler, they're they're two big safeties. I mean, both of those guys aren't playing. I mean, <laughs> so you actually continue with more guys after. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just that's what I mean by limp in. Like, I feel like half their roster is either opted out or, or not playing due to injury or or what have you. So, you know, UCLA just the, the talent pendulum has just swung to the other side of this game. This thing will not be competitive. UCLA minus five and a half is an absolute joke. I'd Counts on that now, like because that thing's only continuing to go up. Like UCLA is going to run yeah. away with this thing hugely. I threw a lot of confidence points at that. By the way, See, I, I felt the same. <laughs> Making up words for it, <laughs> bigly. Um, man, I mean, if Pitt has a backbone though, defensively, it is against the run, uh, and they're going to have to stop it if they want any chance. But I don't think there's a chance that they that they do it. Motivation-wise, I think UCLA is kind of excited about where they're at. Pitt, uh, probably not as much, right? I don't know. Even this, even though it's a one-game difference in how they finished the season, UCLA had that crazy game with USC that if they would have won their 10-win team, let one slip away with Arizona. They feel like it's up. Yeah, even though Pitt won four in a row, how excited are you about an 8-4 Pitt team right now going to the Sun Bowl if you're in the Panther fan base? I mean, this, not this really, is a you know? team that – everybody thought was with Pitt. I mean, they had expectations of ACC dominance this season. And, and after the miracle in the, in the first said, game of the season. <laughs> yeah, Desmond Howard said for a possible playoff team. So, yeah. I mean, who knows what Pitt fans are expecting, however few they are. But... <laughs> However few they are, that's definitely the way to put it there, Mark. Um, CJ, so you're you're on record pounce on a big with UCLA. Oh yeah, uh, I mean it's you know on CBS there the two o'clock game going to be kind of one to sink into the total fifty three and a half. I do think UCLA might get there pretty close to themselves, and I think Pitt will at least muster some offense. So I kind of like that over. I kind of like it, but not enough to to, to take it. Uh, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Uh, so yeah, I, I wouldn't touch that with ten foot. <laughs> feel you. Hey, and 
if if you don't want to touch that, you can maybe get in in on some tax slayer Gator Bowl action here. Oh fellas. God! Now this is the uh, Notre Dame, uh, and and I think we know why, Mark. If you want to tell us the the name it's been dubbed as, it's kind of funny. Um, but number twenty one, the Irish. Number nineteen, South Carolina. They're playing well. Notre Dame had it had it playing really well there versus until they, until they got beaten the Coliseum there. It's Tough one against USC. Cockfight. Yep, that's that's exactly right. The Catholics versus the versus the Gamecocks. Catholics you know? versus the Cocks. That's that is it. And I, I I I tend to lean with the uh, the boys there from Columbia getting the big win against Notre Dame. I think they'll definitely have the motivation factor going for them. Although I think Notre Dame will be kind of excited about playing this game too. They're a two point favorite. Totals fifty two. I kind of really like the Gamecocks. I'll take them plus 115 on the money line as well. I just think they're showing some explosiveness on offense, uh, against some pretty good competition. Ever since they kind of got smacked around by Florida, they've turned it around and in a big way. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, really like, you know, what Beamer has done there at South Carolina, um, kind of really getting this thing going. Um you know, they finally beat Clemson for the first time in five or six years. Obviously, the big win against Tennessee um, to really kind of finish out their year. And, I mean, I, Spencer Rattler has started to look like that that guy that we all thought he was, right, to begin, you know, at the beginning of his career in Oklahoma. The one thing I don't necessarily really like if you're a South Carolina fan, um, Marshawn Lloyd is not going to play. He was their number one running back. Um, you know, what does that do as far as the dynamic of offensively? Um, but it may not matter with the way that, you know, that Radler has played down, you know, these last two, the last two games of the year for them. Um, and, and Notre Dame's got some guys that aren't going to play as well. And, you know, me, I'm always going to pick against Notre Dame because screw the Golden Dome. Well, I think um, South Carolina, like you said, Rattler, he's really uh, come into himself under Shane Beamer. I I love what Beamer does. That's a dirty thing for me to actually say in my life. (laughs) Say I love what somebody that Beamer does. But, I mean. At least he's not doing it for the Hokies, Mark. Well, it's not the Hokies, but still. But uh, South Carolina has a piss-poor rush defense. I mean, they're averaging – they're allowing five yards per carry on rushing. So, I don't know what they can do to kind of counteract what Notre Dame has. I mean, Notre Dame has – good players on every side of the ball. So it's just a matter of Marcus Freeman being able to pull them all together. And I think Notre Dame will win, but I'm still cheering for God to help me Beamer and the Gamecocks. Oh, CJ, you got anything? No, I, I think this is one where, you know, Beamer continues to, to get 
South Carolina rising the right way. Um, Spencer Rattler puts on an absolute show and, and the, the critics of Marcus Freeman maybe get a little start, start to get tuned up again a little bit, a little louder. Although supposedly they, they are the team that's going to land Sam Hartman. So that, that could change things real quickly. I mean, it ain't going to happen. I think it's almost a signed to delivered deal there, Mark, from what we're hearing from Thamel on that. Um, so this might be the last game we see a pine. Uh, Michael Meyer is phenomenal tight end. I think he could control the middle of the field there. I, I kind of look at this game with that number, and I just don't really love that, but I do like South Carolina winning. I think they're going to be really motivated to get it done. Again, the Gamecocks. Yeah, give me the Gamecocks. I'll uh, take South Carolina. I still am hesitant on it. But it's going to be a fun game to watch, though. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, now, will it be as I'm fun just going, as – I'm going South Carolina money line, and I'll go over 51.5. I don't know if it will be as fun to watch as this next one here, though, the Barstool Bowl. <laughs> Barstool.tv, 9-4 Ohio oh, against God. Wyoming. Um God, I mean, Portnoy. I'll be interested to see oh, kind of how what what goes on there. They've got Big Cat and Portnoy in the booth. Uh, I'll definitely turn over there for a little bit. Wyoming though, twenty point eight points a game. They score. They give up twenty three point five. Crazy number there for a team that's in a bowl game. Sputtered down the stretch. They lost at Fresno thirty to nothing, and a tight one to Boise twenty to seventeen. But they did win their last three before that. Although only by a point against Colorado State and by a touchdown against Hawaii. So, bad competition. Ohio, though, Tanner Work probably not going to play. They looked really bad on offense against Toledo in the MAC title. Uh, so, I, I don't know. This game, I kind of lean Wyoming. I don't want to bet this at all, although they want you to bet all want, want you to bet big time on Barstool. They'll have some stuff that will be interesting to look at for that for sure, but I can't get interested in it because it's just a game that's going to be tough to watch. I'm touching. I'm not going to touch it because Barstool. I mean, I've got some connections on that end, but I've partied in Athens, Ohio, and I've partied in Laramie, Wyoming. I had a better time in Athens, Ohio. Give me the Bobcats to cover <laughs> and over. Solid reason. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch this because I want to watch what they do with it, but it's going to be a bad game. Yeah. Yeah. I would watch just for the simple coverage of it. Um, Ohio is, to me, the the team that wins this. And and it's, it's really kind of funky because – and here would be my reasoning why on it is if you look at Wyoming, their running game has – it, it taken some serious hits. It, Titus Swin got dismissed from the team right after the Fresno State game. Like they flat kicked him off. Said, yep. Bye. We don't want you here anymore. The next three guys on the depth chart, one guy's transferring, the other two guys hurt. They're down to a guy so far on the depth chart. I don't even know if he made the team photo at the beginning of the year. Oh, oh give me Ohio simply just because they have less dudes on the injury report. I mean, 
it will be an intriguing game to watch. Wyoming seems to not allow points, even though they allow yards to some extent. Now, granted, th- their pass defense is much better than Ohio's, but they can't throw the football, so it's not really something they can take advantage of. Now, if somebody from Wyoming's listening, Laramie, Wyoming, I had a hell of a <laughs> Made it closer than the experts think there, Mark. Iowa is a little bit better. I mean, it's a one-and-a-half point spread. So, Mark, would, would the parting in Athens be only a one-and-a-half point favorite over Laramie? Oh. I'm going to say not. It depends on the weekend. <laughs> Halloween, yeah. Halloween, story. Halloween in Athens is a different animal. Yeah, it but is. any other weekend, I'd say Laramie, because you got nothing else to do in Laramie. So hmm. okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, a, a different animal of a bowl game than we thought we were going to see in this uh, Orange Bowl. Both teams are going to be on back of quarterbacks. But both of them are pretty highly touted in in, in Clay Kubnick and. Uh, and Joe Milton for Tennessee. So Tennessee, Clemson, battle the orange in the orange bowl. Number six versus number seven. The Tigers are a four and a half point favorite. But I'll tell you this, I like Tennessee. And the Give total 63 in the hook, I love the under in this game. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, the under. For sure. I mean, when you don't have Hooker and you don't have Uyungle, I mean, you got to pick the under in this one. But I think. Also, I'd say Tennessee. I mean, I think the offense that uh, Hopples put with Tennessee right now, no matter what quarterback he has, you can implement him in there, and he can make some advances. So I think Tennessee will win. I think Tennessee will cover, and I think Tennessee will do it It'll probably be like 28-27. Right. Top, you'll always be 60. Oh, sweet home to me. Tennessee, I mean, it'll be under 63.5, but 28-27 Tennessee. CJ, you going to join us? No, I am not. Not so fast. Ooh. And, and here's the thing. I understand what Tennessee has done offensively. Um, but of the two of these two teams that are going to be starting essentially the backups that started the year, Clemson got better by putting their backup in. I'm not so sure Tennessee, you can say that about them. Um, Cole Kudnick was probably the better of the two quarterbacks between him and DJ on campus. (laughs) Um, you know, uh, with him and Will Shipley, it kind of feels like they have kind of found what Dabo likes to do a little bit more and a little bit better. And like I said, you know, the one thing about Tennessee that always kind of worried me was is defensively at times they get real weak on the back end. You've seen that come to fruition at times throughout the year. Um, you know, especially saw it against South Carolina. I mean, Spencer Rattler still throwing touchdowns on that defense. So to me, I think that's going to be the difference. I think Clemson actually upgraded at quarterback where Tennessee didn't. Um, now, if this was Hendon Hooker playing, I'd, I'd feel a little bit differently. Um, but I, I think he was so vital to what they did offensively. Um, and and Cole Kubnick just makes Clemson better. Um, give me Dabo in a big spot here. Um, oh. 
to 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 find a way to get to a twelve win season again. You know what, the CJ. The more and more you're talking here, the more and more I'm getting sold. So like, that's that's they're the a blurb. little bit more consistent on defense, and and, and Clubnick kind of did have a little bit of a, a different mojo to him, and that team responded to him pretty well. Versus, versus that's DJ, that's I mean, and now Tennessee. I think Milton's got some talent, but I I, I see where you're selling me, man. What, what'd you have there, Mark? Come on, Rocky Top. I know, buddy. I love singing it, but I mean, <laughs> bring your own guts. Maybe this is the. I mean, if I I'm getting into this game, though, you got to go under. Under's the, the play. Right. Under is the play. Oh yeah, under is the big time unders, play. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, the under is definitely the, the big time play. <laughs> well, hey, you want to get to a game where there's no doubt you take the under, and I don't even care that it's 31. The Music City Bowl. Iowa and Kentucky, two seven and five teams. <laughs> it's thirty one for that total for Titan State in the Titans home home field. So they don't like scoring any any game that's played at that place. Uh, <laughs> there's probably more scoring going on and, and more more fun when I was there for Elton John concert, fellas, than than what uh than what happens here. Uh, with, with there, there's more scoring in an Army Navy game than there is an Iowa game. I mean, 31 is the total. There's here. more scoring at a uh, Catholic school uh, prom than an Iowa. <laughs> we could do. There's more scoring than an Iowa game all night. We never get anywhere. <laughs> um, so are we still taking under 31? Yes, for the love of God, yes, because Iowa has screwed me on this like four consecutive weeks to end the year. So, yes, I am taking the under. Let me say this. Let me say this, though, real quick, guys, though. If Iowa would have been over in three of their last five games for that 31, though, just saying. I'm not touching the (laughs) over-under. I'm going Kentucky. I think Kentucky will cover two and a half. Yeah, I'm win on the field, right? Over. I'm with you, Mark. Yeah. I see plus one fifteen on the money line. I like yeah. Kentucky. I like I like money line. I like that. I'm not touching the over under because no. who the hell knows what the hell I was gonna bring out. Well, you really never know. Let's be honest. Um now I will say this. I mean, I do like the freshman there running back, Caleb Johnson. I think he's been pretty pretty fun to watch for Iowa. Maybe gives him a spark offensively. Um yeah, to let's look forward uh, to Speaking of which, how's Brian Ferentz going? <laughs> Not good. But, I mean, hey, something they can at least attempt to look at. Points. Hey, by the way, you can get into this game for 17 Brian, points. So Brian there might Ferentz, not be 17 points. Brian Ferentz might be the worst offense coordinator since Jeff Mullen. Ooh, that's big talk. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do we know about opt-outs in this game, though, by the way? Um, let's see here. I, I feel like Levis is not playing. I was interested to hear about yeah, whether Will, Chris Rodriguez was playing or not. Uh, Will Levis has opted out. Uh, Chris Rodriguez has opted out. Ooh, that's a big loss. Oh, for shit. Shit. Um, there's, there's some wide receivers that have opted out. Chris Lewis, uh, Chauncey Magwood, uh, Dem, uh, Demarcus Harris. And Tavon Robinson are all not going to play. Okay, okay, I might change my pick. <laughs> but but to be honest, I still like Kentucky's culture, and I mean they played Georgia tight. Now, granted, a lot of those guys were on the field, but yeah, I I think I still lean Kentucky. I'm hoping. Um, okay, now that you mentioned the ops out, 
I'm hoping Iowa covers. Kentucky ends up, Mark Soups goes somewhere else, and they end up bringing their uh, homegrown kid, uh, Neil Brown, back to the Wildcats. Well, I think you need to win, Mark, for that to happen. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Even with those opt-outs for Kentucky, I still really like them um, simply just because – Alex Pella, the the backup, um, has entered the portal. He will not be available in play. Petrus, they've shut down for the year with a season-ending shoulder. So they are now to their third quarterback, Joey Lupus. And that kid has never even completed a pass in his career, Let a, has never even attempted one either. So I will. Get, get, I will. Get, give me Kentucky just based off of the fact that, you know, just, I, 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 I'm gonna trust. I'm gonna trust Kentucky and and Will Levis's backup more than a kid who's never taken a snap of meaningful football since his senior year of high school. And has Iowa well, around him. I mean, 49ers, 49ers didn't trust Brock Purdy, and what happened the past two weeks. Yeah, but he's an Iowa State quarterback, not an Iowa quarterback, Mark. So I know. <laughs> hey, but still. Getting to a game, though, that doesn't have a lot of opt-outs at noon, one of the New Year's Six games, Bama and Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl here, fellas. Number five, the Tide, versus number nine, the Purple Cats from Kansas State. Bama's a six-and-a-half-point favorite, and that total sits at 56. I kind of love the over in this game. Um, and, and I also think I lean Kansas State to maybe get inside that number. By any means, really, by normal standards, this is a season for Alabama that we're in this discussion right now. Because, you know, Alabama, Nick Saban, he thinks right now, he's not even thinking about this game. He's thinking about recruiting in the future. With that said... You, you know what, though, Mark? I, I want to say what, something off what you just said there, though. I do think the fact that this game uh, leads in to the to the playoff games, there is a little bit to gain from whooping up on Kansas State and kind of motivating these kids to keep going versus if it would have been like a couple of days later or maybe even, you know, a day or two before. It's on the same day. There's a lot of eyeballs. I think you can get the kids up for it. And then they don't have the opposite that, either. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, That's what I was thinking. That's the whole deal with Alabama. I mean, the eyeballs are going to be on it. Um, Alabama, every player that goes to Alabama, their expectation is, I'm going to the NFL. So you have to have, and it's going to be the spotlight game, really, that day. So you're going to have the spotlight on you. You're going to be able to showcase your abilities. And Nick Saban is going to bring out the best in everybody else. It's going to be a over, and it's going to be Bama. Big, big. Three touchdowns. Easy. Yeah, I'm, I'm on, the, on the roll side of things here. Um, Adrian Martinez – um, I'd be very shocked if he plays. I know they're saying he's he's pretty close and they, they like where he's at. 
Um, but the fact he hasn't played in, in what a month, um, you know, this is going to be Will Howard's game and this is going to be something Will Howard's never seen. Um, you know, a defense of, of Saban's caliber. The one thing I think that hurts um, Kansas state is not having a guy who's mobile. That's what tends to give Alabama and Saban fits. Although yeah. Howard can move around a little bit, though, CJ. You you want to say he can move around a little bit, and yes, yes, he can. But I'm going to give you his rushing yards from the last five. Are you ready? Yep. Three yards, six yards, six yards, two yards, negative three. He's not wow. a guy that's going to get outside the pocket and really attempt to do, do a ton of damage. That's not necessarily his game. And, you know, a big one here yeah. for me is, is – They need a dimension with Bama. I think you're right. You know, you know, Bryce Young's the the better of the two quarterbacks. He has shown a propensity to win big games. Th- this is a big one for Kansas State, and I think you know they're they're pumped and happy to be there. Um, but I, I'm never going to say Saban's not going to have a team ready, and that they're just going to attempt to go through the signals here. Um, Whenever you say a team is happy to be there and they're facing Nick Saban, that's always. I mean, yeah, that's. I think you're right, Mark. Right there. Yeah. I think you're right. Now, granted, are they are they are they content on that big win versus TCU in the Big Twelve title, or do they want to kind of throw that exclamation point on it, that cherry on top? Oh, oh I think Clement's going to have his guys. Work. No, I think Clement's going to have his guys ready to go. But the the, the talent disparity between the two is going to be is going to be way too way too big for Kansas State to try and overcome. I will say this: I think Deuce Vaughn might have himself a good game. Because Bama's been more susceptible against the run this year than in the past. But I do think, in the end, you guys are probably right. You know, I'm wanting to lean there with the Purple Cats, maybe for the Big 12. But um, in in the end, I think you, you got to roll with the Tide, right? I mean, yeah. like you said, CJ, better quarterback. Uh, roll we kind of talked roll. about how, how it's yeah. on the ga- game of the playoffs. Bryce Young and then those boys springboard in – into the next season, get themselves a big win. Bama six top and five half over fifty-five. Yeah. See, I, easy. Yeah, yeah. I think you're probably right. I think you're because I think Kansas State will score some points too. Uh, I like the over in this game. Uh, right in off of saving and those boys probably putting up whooping a can like we're thinking on the Purple Cats. The other Purple Squad in the Big Twelve, TCU, taking on Michigan. In the Fiesta Bowl, the VRBO, Mark, just like in that cabin. You probably got your cabin there uh, using this app here. Um, the Wolverines are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Total sits at 58-and-a-half. I don't love the total either way, but I do like Michigan, although that number is kind of big. You get the Horned Frog at plus 250, by the way. Do we think Duggan and Kendra Miller and those guys have a chance at this game? No chance. No chance. Michigan, easily. Three touchdowns. I'm calling it right now. Three touchdowns and the over. You know, I I think there is a chance um, just because I think offensively of what, you know, TCU has been able to do this year. Um, You know, uh, the way Duggan has played, um, you know, he's he's played very mistake-free. Um, they've been able to run the ball with Miller. You know, Quentin Johnson's just an absolute nightmare on the outside, um, you know, for TCU. And I, and I think he can give Michigan some 
some issues, especially in the secondary, just because of his size. Um, you know, there, I think there's very few guys in this league, in this, in the country that could go one-on-one on a jump ball with him and win. Um, now Michigan's got some really good corners. They're going to be tested in, in that regard. Um, and, and I, and I really do think Sonny Dykes is going to test, you know, Harbaugh's defense, those guys, especially the linebacking core, you know, I discipline staying home. Cause you know, Duggan is a guy who can kind of take off. He likes to, he, he can manipulate the pocket forces you to, you know, make some decisions defensively. Um, you know, but I mean, Michigan has shown his resolve. McCarthy has played well. Blake Curham should be back and, and playing well. I, I think this is going to be a tight contest. I do think Michigan finds a way to win in the end. Um, but don't, but don't be shocked if halfway through the fourth quarter, this thing's still a dogfight and can go either way. I, I think there's something to say about that, CJ. In terms of being yeah. a potential dogfight, it could be. Well, it really could be. TCU's done it all year against everybody. And if you're able to eliminate the short fields, I think that'll be really crucial. But y'all I do are think still. You can run the football on, on Michigan potentially. But y'all are still, I mean, underestimating Michigan. Got the power. They got the power. Oh, Mark, on I offense. think Michigan's they a national championship team, buddy. I, I think they're going to win this whole thing. But I think TCU can play with them, though. Yeah, TCU has proven that they can just skim along and barely win games that they should have blown out. And I think this is the one game that they're just going to completely get blown out on. Well, but see, and I, but see, and here's the thing, and yeah, and TCU's <laughs> been in a in a bunch of tight games, but I think there's also something to be said about that is because now you end up in a tight game, you end up in a one-score game with a couple of minutes to go. You're Sonny Dykes. You're telling your boys, hey, guys, we've been here before, and they know exactly how to, how to handle that moment. Yeah. To me, I think playing in a bunch of tight games isn't necessarily a bad thing for them. You can say, oh, well, they skirted through all year and won, you know, a bunch of one possessions. Sometimes that happens in the course of a year, you know, and, you know, they, they've blown some teams out that they shouldn't, that they should have, and they've been in some tight ones. I, I think for them, that plays well into what, into a psychological portion of their team. I, mean, I would 100% agree with that, CJ, you especially know, in this big yeah. of a game. If they're in a, in the, if they're in a dog fight with Michigan, now, granted, Michigan has a great kicker in Moody, and he had the big kick there to beat him against Illinois. So Michigan hasn't had to play in a lot of tight games. TCU right, Max, is in a battle every week. The kicker. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. I mean, in a game this big, it really could have a huge effect on it. Um, 58 and a half seems kind of big. I don't love that number, though, guys. I don't. Yeah, no. I, I don't either because I think, you know, both defenses are going to play well. I think the offenses are going to make some plays. Um, to me, really, in all honesty, I think how this game's going to come down to is what what do you do with your red zone possessions? Are you settling for field goals or are you finding ways to punch the ball in the end zone? That, that to me, is going to be the big difference, especially if you're TCU. Um, you can't settle for field goals when you get in the red zone. Um, and they've had some stretches <laughs> this year where that's happened. Um, and that's going to be the big thing is converting those those trips into actual touchdowns, not nice. just field goals. That's a now, great I point, think, CJ. Spot I on think, about that. Now, also, I think it's as important on the other end as well. TCU has to stop Michigan to three too because mm-hmm. they love they and they and they are able to punch it in most of the time around the goal line. If I TCU can, can kind of I hold them to three and not get three, they though. can win. I yep. think the exact opposite though. I think uh, Michigan their offense, they're going to be able to 
run right up against TCU, the defense with TCU. I think their run defense isn't exactly settled at this point. So I think Michigan mm-hmm. will put up enough points. It'll be like a uh, 42 to 35 game. It'll be a close game, but it'll, I think it'll go over. Hmm. I mean, Mark, that's interesting, though, that you, that you say you think that kind of it's going to be that high scoring. I'm not sure it gets to that kind of level. I do, I we'll do see. think, I, I, I do think though that um, TCU has improved a lot defensively as the years went on. Um, so they might be able to do a little bit better against Michigan's okay. team than maybe let, than let, you let, think. Let me yeah, ask and you. I, and I think TCU not only have they improved, like you said, Blaine. I, I think the big thing for them is is they've gotten confident and then they've gotten healthy. You know, they they had some guys coming out at the beginning of the year that were kind of banged up. Um, they had some guys that went through some off-season stuff, and I think that's been the big thing. They've gotten healthy as the year's gone on, and that's really, really helped them improve defensively. Let me ask you all this question. Before we go into the final pick, which will have the higher total, TCU, Michigan, or Ohio State, Georgia? Whew, that's a tough one, Mark. Mm. I tend to. Yeah, I, I would probably go Ohio State, Georgia. I think TCU, Michigan. That's interesting. I mean, it really is. Cause I like I Michigan. I'd like Michigan. I really like them this year. So, I mean, I think they're the national championship team. Um, I think I'm going to yeah, say that right I now. P- I picked them. I picked them for the national championship beginning of the season. So. You you got the ticket, Mark. I do have the ticket. Nice. Nice. What are we talking here? So now we got Ohio State, Georgia. Yeah. I mean, and I'll say this. Ohio State, I hate this positioning um, if I'm a Georgia fan because Ohio State is playing with absolute house money in this game. It's true. Very true. Absolute house money. I mean, it you would know. be very frightening to me if I'm if I'm an Ohio or if I'm, I'm a backer of Georgia. <laughs> I'm going under though. I think Georgia's going to win. I think they'll cover, but I'm going under. Sets and Bennett. I'm still not convinced. Nobody's convinced really on the mail. I disagree, Mark. I disagree with that. Okay, go ahead. I mean, I, mean, I think he, Sets he, and Bennett's a, yeah, been I mean, such you're, a good you're, manager of that team. Yeah, you're talking about, you know, the 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 guy who quarterbacked the national championship team last year. And you know, you can say what you want about Stetson Bennett. Yeah, he's probably not the prototypical guy, but he just won a natty last year and he put his team back in the position to win another one again this year. The the, the dude's had a phenomenal year. I mean, 20 touchdowns, six picks, almost 3500 yards. He yeah, commands man. that offense. He's a coach on the field. I he can do it. He's uh, Jason White. <laughs> Jason White. And Jason White had a hell of a college career. And, so, and Sesson Bennett has had a hell of a college career, but he ain't going to have anything else past this. And that's okay. 
I mean, if Seth Bennett Bennett goes 15-0 and and wins back-to-back national championships, he'll be okay with that. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he would have won 30 straight games, correct, fellas, in college football? Yeah. That's pretty wild. Um, Yeah. You think about that legacy, right? Daniels started a couple of those. Uh, started two of them last year. You're right, Mark. So it would have been 28 in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I understand where you're coming from on the Ohio State thing, kind of playing with house money. Um, I think if you're Georgia, this being in your backyard kind of helps. Um, Good point. Good point. You know, but I, I think Georgia defensively has been so tough all year. I know what Ohio State can be, but I do think – Jackson Smith at Jimba not playing, you know, being being hurt to the point where they wouldn't clear him, so he's just not even going to attempt it. I I, I think that helped. I, I think that you heard about Harrison CJ, by the way. I, I have kid can play, but here's the thing: you're going up against a guy in Kirby Smart who's probably going to make somebody else beat him. Well, that's that's true, but I mean, he is going to play, correct? Harrison? Yes, he is going to play. Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay. is going to play with the Buckeye, uh, a little bit of time with the Buckeye and. You kind of see there's a little grin in their eye about the chance to get Michigan potentially I, in a championship I, game. And I think that could I, be a huge care for those kids. I want God for Michigan, Ohio State for the national championship. Because how <laughs> big of a clusterfuck would that be? <laughs> now, Mark, time out. You just use pray and in, in, in the same sentence. <laughs> Now, as a college football fan, I think it would be really, really I fun. Pr- to I pray. Sure. Okay, let's re- roll back. I pray, roll back, roll back. I pray, there's a Michigan, Ohio State, National. Just how big a cluster would that be? Oh, I mean, Thank yeah, you, I, I think there'd be, <laughs> be, a, be a lot of people in that, um, you know, but. And I said, you know, at the beginning of last year, and, I, and I've said it all this year, um, Georgia, to me, has been the best team in the country. I, I don't see that changing. Um, you know, no, what Kirby absolutely. Smart's got rolling down there. Um, yeah, I, I see Georgia winning this. I, I think it probably will end up being maybe a little closer than the six and a half that's there. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, CJ. Um, I think I do, they're just too evenly matched for that total, to be quite honest. Uh, yeah, that that's an awful big that, – that, that that's a little fur for me. I, I could see this being like a three-point game, but I think Georgia finds a way to get to 14-0 and and have a chance to defend their national championship on uh, in the national title game. I think it's going to be an under on Ohio State-Georgia. Sixteen and a half, just a little bit too much on that one. Well, yeah, but you are talking about a Georgia offense that can put up points in a hurry, and you you saw that against LSU. True, I still think same with Ohio State too. You know, yeah. Oh no, so, Ohio State can put up points too. I I don't think this is going to be a track meet. Um, that that sixty two is a little bit of a pause because I could almost see that almost being the number, or if you get to the over, just barely. Well, I mean, you think about, and I think one thing you got to look under. at is, I think it was, what else? Uh, 28, uh, 24 game. I see, I, I can see that, Mark. I, oh, really yeah, can. I can completely see that. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like yeah. that number's just a little too high. Yeah. But still, good God, I want yeah. to see fucking I mean, Michigan Ohio State <laughs> not <laughs> I mean, that would be crazy. That'd um, be amazing. I will say this too, though, guys, from the SEC title. That was a 50-30 game, and LSU put up some numbers through the air. 
So Stroud's got to be looking at that kind of licking his lips and saying, hmm, this could be interesting against the secondary Georgia, here. Georgia has weaknesses. That's the whole thing. Georgia has some weaknesses on defense, especially in the secondary. So I think Ohio State, they may be able to exploit them, and they may be able to uh, hmm, push their way into the championship game off that. It's possible. So, Mark, I know you want to see it, but are you predicting Ohio State beats Georgia? Uh, do I want to see Ohio State beat Georgia? Yes. Do I think it will happen? No. Okay. It's right. going to be Michigan-Georgia. But I think Michigan will beat Georgia. Thank you. I tend to agree with that. And I, I think, think if once you give those guys a whole essentially nine days to get locked back in rooms, I think Michigan's just a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. Now, CJ, do you agree with that? I don't. Um, I, I've said it from the beginning of the year. Um, to me, Georgia was was the better team because um, I, I think the one thing that Michigan has relied on all year um, is their ability to, to out-physical people. Um, and I just don't know if you can out physical Georgia. That almost kind of plays into their wheelhouse. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Um, that's that. There, there is something about that. Now, granted, that's the matchup from last year. You have McCarthy this year, and not so. Be fun to see that. I mean, which of these four kind of potential matchups? I guess you could have CCU Ohio State, the one you're most surprised if we see that. Oh, if I see TCU Ohio State. I'll kiss your ass and give you 10 minutes to draw a crowd. Yeah, I think that uh, of all of the, the, the combinations, I think would probably be the most surprising. Um, but if you think about it, it probably shouldn't be either um, because, you know, TCU offensively can make some things happen. You come up with one stop, get a funky play at Ohio State playing with house money. You know, yep. you, you said it perfectly, Blaine. Um, it almost it, this Ohio State team almost has that feel of that Cardell Jones team that just somehow found its way in and it just blew the doors yep. off everything. Never looked back. Never um, looked back. You know, but I, I think it would be just because of how well Michigan has played all year um, and how well Georgia has played all year. It almost felt like those two were on a collision course pretty much from week two. Yeah, yeah. it really has. And, you know, TCU, Georgia would be kind of fun, I think, uh, as well. And obviously, Michigan, Ohio State would be just insanity on another level. On oh January yeah! 9th. Oh, that'd yeah, be the I mean, mo- that'd be the most expensive ticket in college football history. SoFi Stadium, you could go out there to LA. You five hundred eighty-five dollars. No yeah, one would ever get. You, I don't know how. Yeah, you probably explode. It would probably take you two thousand bucks to just get into that game. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that ticket. By the time it's all said and done, (laughs) it's gonna be stupid. Yeah, four more games. I'll go ahead, CJ. Yeah, as you said, that that ticket's gonna be absolutely stupid. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. We'll kind of hit on the other four uh, games on January second. One of which I think we got to look at with a kind of a. Heavy heart. Interesting scope. Yeah, heavy heart, exactly, Mark. I think that's the exact word. I I know what you're talking about. Searching for something else, but couldn't do it. Um, Mississippi State Bulldogs, 8-4 and against 8-4 and Illinois. The old Illini there, Bielma, going up against 
coach coach or not and his kind of his but it's really coach leach's team here at the big pirate ship that that team from starkville is going to play this game for coach leach will rogers going to have a big game i think it's this is one of the slam dunks of the bowl season give me the bulldogs swinging those cowbells for all to hear winning one last one for the pirate here big time win for mississippi state i'll never forget the time that I interviewed Mike Leach whenever it was me and Greg Medea, who now covers UVA. Uh, we were doing an expose on the uh, innovation of the air raid offense for Yahoo. And got a hold of Mike Leach, and it turned into a two hour conversation that deviated from anywhere from Pirates, Geronimo, uh, Jimmy Buffett, Key West, went, (laughs) how's your girlfriend doing? What do I do do need to do for my girlfriend at the time? It was the most insane interview I've ever done. (laughs) I love that, man. That guy, that guy was the most insane. He's the most, he's the Bob Huggins of college football. And I know that because I know Bob Huggins and him went fishing together in Key West at one point. I've heard stories about that one. But he is, I don't know how to he say He was one it. of a kind, man. One of a kind. Mike, Mike, Mike Leach is one of a kind. Mike Leach is pretty much myself personified in college football. And that's why I loved him. I loved talking to him. I loved what he did. And he did the exact same thing he did. He went to law school and decided, I want to get into sports. I went to law school and decided I wanted to get into sports. So we both did thing. <clears throat> and I think those players love I, Coach Leach too. And I think that's going to show on yeah. on Monday there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 I totally I, agree I, with that. I still I still quote whenever I have a job interview or something. What Mike Leach said about having a law degree and practicing law, and Mike Leach said. I degree in law. I have a degree in problem solving. I have a doctorate in problem solving. So that's the way. To and Swing, he mentor of mine. I love Mike Leach. God bless him, and I love. Hey, do we do we think Illinois? Do we think Illinois has a chance? In this game, I mean, they they run. The, they're all about the run. Mississippi State's run defense is not great. I ain't picked uh, both teams not shit on this. One. <laughs> well, I feel you on that, but I mean, do we think Illinois could win this game? What are you thinking, CJ? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with Mississippi State too, just because I I think the emotion of it all, um, emotion and talent. There's mo- there's a, there's a reason to be there. Yeah, I I think if you're if you're Illinois and you're Brett Bellema, I, I think the message to your team in the locker room before you come out is withstand the first five to six minutes. 
be a lot of emotion, a lot of energy, a lot of hype. Withstand that first five to six minutes, kind of get your bearings and and don't give up anything big, right? Withstand that. Let's get this into an actual yeah. game. Let's let some of that emotion wear off a little bit and and do what we do. Um, I, I think that's the message. I think that's the way you survive it because, you know, Mississippi State's going to come out with a ton of emotion, a ton of energy, just chomping at the bit. Um, but yeah, survive it. I think you're right, CJ. I think, you I think that that that's kind of the key if you're Illinois is to kind of survive that that first onslaught that's coming. Um, you know, almost kind of one of those things like if we win the toss, let's get the ball. Um, and let's see if we can, you know, kind of really get this thing into where we want it to be. But, um, no, I, I think Mississippi State with all that emotion and everything, I think it's just going to be be just a little little bit too much um you know and i thought it was kind of interesting over the last week or so hearing some coaches talk about mike leach like interactions they had with him um you know i saw a video the nfl put out you know cliff kingsbury talking to one of his assistants about Mike Leach. And he was like, man, he goes, I'd end up on the phone with that guy for like two hours and never once was it ever about football. <laughs> like just was... the, the respect the guy had amongst coaches, not only in college, but even guys that are in the NFL, like Dude, he but... was one of a kind and, and he did things his own unique way and everybody knew it and they loved him for it. That was, the, <laughs> that was the way I was with the, uh, it was me and Greg Medea. We interviewed him, and it was two and a half hour interview about the air raid offense. It was supposed to be about a thirty minute interview. We were on there for two and a half hours, and it just rambled on and on and on and on for so many different things. So, but you gotta love that. Hey, it's Leach. Leach is a one of a kind, and. I think his team will will show up and be ready. One Monday, day. Uh, Illinois has had a nice story this year, but there's no way they can match that emotion. Another game that involves Big Ten versus SEC, LSU and Purdue in the Cheese at Citrus Bowl. Cheese has got two daggone bowls now. It's kind of crazy if you think about <laughs> it. Team, it's been a grind, but I think I've aged you well. Some might say perfect. Who's ready to show them who's the cheesiest? I woke up feeling the cheesiest color. Cheese it, official sponsor of the college football playoff. They got the one in uh, Arizona yeah. now, too. Oh, they got the Cheese It game there in, in Orlando, and then they got the Cheese It Citrus Bowl. <laughs> but Purdue is a 14 and a half point dog against LSU. I'm not going to perdon't here. Braun well, left to go back to Louisville. I think there's a lot of questions about them. I think Brian Kelly's kind of trying to keep the, the momentum rolling, get the 10 wins, be in the top 15. Well, Purdue 14 lost and a half is a big number, though. Purdue lost Braun, too. That's a big thing. I think LSU, I think they're going to make a statement on this one. I, I'm going my biggest kind of upset on this one. It's not an upset, but it's kind of a bold prediction. I think LSU will cover 14 and a half. I hear you, Mark. Purdue's going to be down and out with out Brom. 
yeah, I, I think think you're right about that for sure. And and Daniels is is played well against against a much higher quality defense there in Georgia last time out. What are you thinking, CJ? Yeah. This one, like I I kind of wish this this game had the quarterback matchup, you know, O'Connell versus Daniels. Like I think that would have been fun to watch. Um, but, you know, O'Connell opted out of the game, you know, who Daniel should play, but who really knows? Um, given Imagine how Daniels will be out there, though. Yeah, he should. I mean, I know after the SEC title game, he, you know, Brian Kelly said, you know, about they were looking about seven to 10 days for, for Daniels to be fully recovered. I'd be shocked if he doesn't play. I, I think he'll end up kind of being the difference. And I know they've, both teams are kind of dealing with some opt outs, but I kind of would like to see, you know, Daniels O'Connell go at it. Um, but with, with everything going on for Purdue, um, it, it, it kind of sucks. You lose your coach. Now you're going to lose a bunch of guys to, to opt outs and, and transfer and all that. Um, you know, which I, I which will really hurt them. I, I find CLSU probably running away with this thing simply just because of everything Purdue's lost. I mean, it's it that that's going to be tough to overcome. I'd agree with you, CJ. And I think the total sitting at 56, unless LSU gets, you know, into the 40s themselves, I feel like that's a pretty, pretty good bet to take that under because I think LSU yeah, defensively will have a good game. Yeah, that that's a pretty high total. And then we've got the game going at the same time. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, Tulane and USC. The underdog versus the big boys on the block that aren't getting what they want. Got to play at Jerry World. Uh, the Trojans got stopped by Utah. Caleb Williams got hurt. It definitely affected the game. Tulane getting an opportunity to swing at the big well, dudes, right? You know, plus two. USC, the wave. USC still too powerful. I have on my confidence points on the pool. I have USC the most points right now. I think USC big, big. See, this one's tough for me, and I wouldn't have done all that simply because you look at USC, um, there's some questions as far as Caleb Williams. Will he play? Won't he play? I know he said if he's physically able to go, he will. Question is going to be that hamstring. Um, you know, that's that that's one of those injuries that, you, you just never really know. Uh, Jordan Tulane's Addison. a salty defense, you know. Tulane is yeah. salty on defense, that's for sure. You've yeah, senior Jordan, group. It is. Uh, Jordan Addison is not going to play. He's going to skip and get ready for the draft because of that ankle. Um, you know, obviously, dies done for the year. So, that to me, I wonder if that hampers USC a little bit. Tulane's a team that offensively can, can, can put it through the air. They can score some points. Um, they run the ball really well. Willie Fritz has been overrated for the last few years, anyway. Overrated, Mark. He just won the the American and got his team into the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, but look at the past couple years before that. I mean, he was a 500 coach for the past four years before this season. Hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, I think he's done a heck of a job building it up to what they got to this year. You got to give him credit for that. And then the job he did at Georgia I, Southern before. I give him credit, but not a Tommy Bowden and Rich Rodriguez with Sean King. Tulane <laughs> King. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. 
I, I I'm really in all honesty. I'm I'm really kind of leaning uh, to lean in this one. <clears throat> you know, I mean oh. USC. USC, you know, going against Utah Pac-12 title win, and you're in the conf. You know, you're in the CFP. Get your doors blown in. Um, you know, th- them Hard offensively. To recover from. It, yeah, it is. I mean, it, it, if Caleb Williams is a fraction of himself, I just don't think it's enough. I mean, you he he was limping around, and it, that actually kind of drove a bigger question for me is. Does Lincoln Riley is Lincoln Riley a big enough grown up to look at Caleb Williams and go, "You're hampered. You're not doing us any good. You're hurting us. Sit the hell down." The problem is uh, that's that was the biggest question that came out of to me. Like I can appreciate Caleb Williams' fight and he wants to play, but the last time I checked, if you're USC, you're paying Lincoln Riley all this damn money to make that grown up decision. And the grown-up decision should have been, if I'm going to get my doors blown off, I'm at least going to do it with a quarterback I know can physically play. If you're USC, too, you got to think, even if you're playing your second string, your second string should be able to beat Tulane. I I disagree with that, Mark. I disagree with that take. That's who – you see, that's the thing is – yeah, no disrespect, Mark, but I mean this this two yeah. lane teams eleven and two don't act like they're a bunch of scrubs. I mean this the, the Pratt kid can play Spears at running. Taj Spears, yep, good. Yeah. Like this two lane team is really good, and if USC rolls out there thinking, oh, we're USC, our second string is better than your first string, they're gonna get their doors blown off. Well, we'll, see. well, yeah, I mean, I mean the name, the name, and the blue bloodness of USC is gonna give Tulane. So much motivation this week, and I don't think USC cares about this football game. I don't think it's a bad recipe in a group of five versus power five game when you get that one shot. We'll see. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean a, 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 ask Auburn. They well, thought, hey, oh, it's, it's just Southern Florida, and Southern Florida beat them. Central. <laughs> or Central Florida, sorry. Yeah, uh, hey, my, roll, that, roll, that, roll that one more time, CJ. Yeah, I mean, a, ask Auburn. You know, they, they thought they'd just go rolling against the Knights there of Central Florida, and Central Florida beat them. I mean, Boise, so, Boise and Oklahoma. Oklahoma back in the day. I mean, it, it can't happen. South Virginia on a <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. And and I do – I like Tulane's defense a little bit better than I like USC's defense. Now, granted, you know, it comes down to the athletes in the end, but – I'm I'm leaning Green Wave in this game with my heart. I think maybe more than my mind, but I mean the spread being two though. The boys in the desert obviously think Tulane's going to hang around in this game. Hey, they uh, build ivory towers out there for a reason. That's right. And then finally, leading in to the big kind of spectacle game the on final Monday night, Rose the Granddaddy of them all. According to what what was the New York Times said. The end of the Rose Bowl, as tradition, is the end of humanity. Was that the headline today? Uh, Mark, I have not read that headline. I don't read the Times, buddy. <laughs> I'll find um, it for you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna let everybody see that. But the Granddaddy Mall from Pasadena, five o'clock kick, number eleven, Penn State, number eight, Utah. The Utah two and a half point favorite. That total sits at 52 in the hook. 
kind of weird that it's not on New Year's Day. The, the Tournament of Roses Parade, I'm sure, will be on New Year's Day. Can Cam Rising and those boys come on out and put it on the any lines? Or do you think Penn State's got a shot here? I, I kind of lean Utah big here. Yeah, I mean, Utah's, I think, probably shown you glimpses more of especially what they did in the Pac-12 title game. Um, But this is also kind of, a, 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 I think, a sneaky spot here, too, where maybe Penn State comes out and, and finds a way to hang around in this thing. You know, maybe give them – people a little bit of a pause because um, it almost feels like a tricky spot where you think, oh, yeah, Utah runs away with this thing and then <sighs> – Franklin and, and the guys from Happy Valley find a way to to upset this, but I just I don't I back to back trips to the Rose Bowl for Utah. You got to think, you know, Rising is not going to get hurt this time around, um, which was all which was a huge disappointment last year for them. Um, and they would have beat Ohio State. They would have done it. Yeah, so I, I I I do like what you're thinking there. I think oh uh, Utah just. I, I trust them more than I do Penn State. Um, and, I trust. Kind of been more there, than done that thing, right? You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you trust Rising more than Clifford. I, I I see where you're going there, CJ. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be the big thing. I think if you're Penn State, um, obviously, the run game, controlling the line of scrimmage, controlling time of possession, those those are going to be the keys for them. Um, but that that's going to be very very tough to do. I mean, Utah's stout against the run, um, and that that could give Penn State some fits. Well, Blaine, uh, you got my text, didn't you? I did. That that headline is crazy. Okay, now repeat the headline. <laughs> I mean, the, the Rose Bowl is ending. I mean, humanity as we know it. I mean, well, let's let's have Utah win it then. <laughs> A winner take all. Utah versus – I just don't think Penn State is that impressive of a football team. Like, they it does suck the tradition is really not there, though. It really does think the tradition's not what it used to be. No, that's the whole thing about tradition, too. I mean, Utah against Penn State, if we're ending the Rose Bowl with the way it is with tradition, it's not supposed to be Utah-Penn State. It's supposed to be <laughs> like... Ohio State-USC? <laughs> USC versus Michigan, UCLA versus Ohio State. It's not supposed to be this. <laughs> but yeah, it it but it it's not. But what now? Like Oregon, Wayne, perhaps, repeat, repeat what the uh, headline said to everybody. <laughs> the headline says the Rose Bowl is dead, killed by our winner take all culture. Humanity may be next. <laughs> it inspired to, the Rose Bowl game is one that's inspired togetherness. It's death. It's death takes us one step closer to the end of the world. <laughs> it's a pretty, exactly. pretty drastic headline there by the San Francisco Chronicle. <laughs> so we're one step closer to the end of the world because well, we let's rise out of those ashes. Of, let's rise out of those ashes, of Cameron Rising, and take Utah minus two in the hook. We all I'll want give, that. I'll give Rising. Oh yeah, we're. I'm giving Cameron Rising. I just wanted to get that one out there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm with Utah. I, I know we had said it, you know, in, in part 
<clears throat> part two, you know, that Washington seemed like maybe the most untalked about 10 win team. Penn State feels like the most boring 10 win team, like the most overhyped 10 win team. It seems um, like that's every year, though, with Penn State, though. And it, and it may be because they don't do anything, you know, no. dynamic. I mean, they are who they are. Uh, I think you got to give James Franklin a ton of credit for understanding, you know, what his what his team even is. Back, even back to the Joe Pop. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's kind of always been who they are. Yeah, you know, they're, they're going to run the ball. They'll throw mm-hmm. it enough just to kind of keep you honest. Um, I just I think Utah is just way too good defensively, um, and offensively they're just way too dynamic. And you know what, CJ, I think you have a good point about that too. Like Penn State is a is a team that's kind of not really looked at, but you gotta think about it. They're two losses, both teams in the playoff. And they were kind of in, in the game, at least when you look at the scoreboard entering the fourth quarter in both of them. So you gotta say Penn State's a soft team won't be a pushover, but in the end I think we like the talent. And the motivation for Utah a little bit more than we like Penn State in that game. I'll also say this real quick: that total sitting at fifty-two in the hook. I, if it gets any higher, I think you got to lean under. If it gets any lower, I think you got to lean toward the over. I think they've got this thing pretty much nailed almost one hundred percent correctly. By the way, you could get into this Rose Bowl game for one hundred and seven bucks if you got the flight out there. That's pretty wild. It'd be a bucket list thing to do. Well, oh yeah, absolutely. The Rose Bowl's a bucket list. And plus, been, like Mark said, humanity's about to end, and it's about to be dead anyway. So yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I've been to the Sugar Bowl, I've been to the Fiesta Bowl, I've been to the Orange Bowl. So I have cotton, peach, and rose to go. So, and it all hey. it only matters if West Virginia's in it. It's the only reason <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> Well, you may never get to a Rose Bowl then, buddy. That's for that's for sure. <laughs> well, now with the uh, upgraded college football. Well, you never know. That's true. That's, but that's if, a good point, Mark. Good point. But if, um, if Neil Brown's still no. the coach, that's a different story. Well, that's true. Hey, by the way, Penn State's next opponent will, after this game in the Rose Bowl will be Neil Brown and boys in Happy Valley to start next season. So Yeah, I'll be there. A little bit, a little bit. Sadly, I'm excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, guys, great talking the Bulls. I think we all CJ real quick here. I think me and Mark on record saying Michigan. Who's your national champ? Uh, my national champion is Georgia. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm hunker down, you hairy dogs. You meet the Georgia Bulldogs. You're gonna feel a bulldog fight, right? I, I hear you, CJ. I think you're not off on that. I think I think it'll be Michigan, Georgia, and I think they're the best two teams. So and hey, by the way, after Go that Blue. Rose Bowl Go after Blue. that Rose Bowl guys that day, we get a little Bengals Bills Monday night. Gonna be a great weekend of football. Oh, you want me to talk Bengals Bills? Who day? Who day? But uh who, day, who do they think gonna beat them Bengals? Hey, nobody. We hope not. But, hey, going to be a great set of bowl games. Uh, thanks for joining us along with the trilogy here. And uh, college football, it always takes too long to get here, and it's gone in a flash, isn't it? It's it's it's, it's kind of one of the more sad things. Uh, the older you get, the realize how quickly the, the season really does go. 
Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, well, hey, guys, here comes the money, and uh, hope you have a great and prosperous playoff season. Till next time, y'all. Take it easy. Okay.